0: whoopsies that's not the right song hold on i fucked it up well this is a (laughs) what are we to start to the episode okay here we go Yo, what's up, everybody? How's it going? It's Brent Mukai, voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer. What what's going on with you? Um, all these sweet mukuleles, all of you, you 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 damn fine looking League of Extraordinary Brentlemen, all of you uh, Brentologists. I was gonna say Brentophiles, but uh, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that at all. It says you're hosting some guy, so I'm watching him. Oh my friend is texting me and asking me when i'm going live not realizing that i just went live it just literally i just literally went live um but welcome one and all how's it going i'm gonna text her real quick no i literally just started L O O. okay uh so what's what's new with me you might be wondering. Well, I, uh, I I I set up my bot, so so that's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm I'm real excited about that. That's I mean, I said I would do it. I said I would set up my bot, and I did it, motherfuckers. I I uh, let's see what else did I do? Mm. That's good stuff. Diet orange soda, everybody. So. Um, <laughs> I'm just all out of sorts today. I, I I just came back. I just rushed back from a, uh, a class that I was teaching. I was teaching my high schoolers, which from last episode I was talking all about it. And uh, yeah, I I my the 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 games are tomorrow morning. So by tomorrow morning, I will have uh I will have either one three shows. Two shows, one show, or no shows. So it it will be one of those. Why do I get the longest ads on podcast streams? I do not know. If I'm being completely honest to you, I do not know. But uh, Welcome, Nerdy Diva Nikki. Hello. Hello, by the way, to you as well. Um Let's see. I, I, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I, I, uh, man, it does this, does this take it out of me? I, I, I've now taught two classes today. So I went in, did an hour of improv at, uh, for the lady that I always do improv for who is a keynote speaker, did that, um, ended up being really cool, got to go over some games with her advanced class that, uh, that I usually don't get to go over. I've worked with her class before, so uh, so it ended up being cool. Anyways, um, how are you all doing? What's going on? I uh, I have activated my bots. Hopefully it goes well. If you would like to hear a joke from my bot, then go ahead and put in uh exclamation point joke, and my bot will tell you a joke. I I my my robot son Bot Mukai that is his name <laughs> if you, you want to put an exclamation mark joke I I I'm happy Bot Mukai There even Nikki What did one elevator say to the other elevator I think I'm coming down with something <laughs> Bot Mukai everybody Bot Mukai who how do you how do you how do you like it uh, uh, round of applause. Round of applause, Bot Mukai, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what I'm also hoping to do in the next few weeks is set up a soundboard, so that I can um, set up a soundboard so that I can press buttons on this soundboard thing and basically have the fun stuff go. We're literally at an improv show, and you're torturing us with a stream and competition. <laughs> Pretty much, and the cool part is, it's like I've programmed Bot Mukai, to my robot son, to uh, uh, do a different joke. So a random a random joke. So <laughs> if other people want to try uh, typing an exclamation point joke, then uh, you you will also get a fun little joke. So what's up, Nathan's Hot Dog Scoop? How you doing? Um. So man, so so, I mean. Jeez dude. I, I'm I'm doing my best to stay composed. I mean, if I'm being honest, my teams both have a good shot at winning. Um We're up against a monster of a team, but I got two teams that are pretty monstrous themselves. So I mean we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll see how what happens here. Um I'm just happy. I don't know. I, I got really fired up this morning. For whatever reason, I just woke up with some fire in me. Mm. I didn't eat. I didn't eat anything in between the classes. So I ate this morning before I went into the first class, taught them. uh, Which games, you asked Nerdy Divinicki? Let me answer you. Uh, I played Switch Interview. um, Played Spelling Bee. And I played... um, God, what else did I play? Um... Switch interview, spelling bee, and uh, conducted story. That's how how it goes. So, if you are interested, I will uh, uh, I, w- I will go into what these games do and what these games kind of teach. So the first one is uh, uh, Switch interview. I went in. Oh, and Biddy Biddy Bop. That's a that's a game. That's a popular game. So uh, I'll explain a few of them. I'll explain some of them. Why not? So in the in in the games, today the the message was that we hold ourselves back because we've forgotten to just have fun and play, so, oh, you're at an improv show and you're torching it with a streaming competition, now I know what you're saying, now I get exactly what you're fucking saying, Nathan's hot dog scoop, I didn't get it, remotely black, thank you, oh my god, thank you for tipping me, dude, that's that's mighty kind of you, thank you, um, I'm gonna. I I gotta get some better. Uh, some better graphics. I'm using all of the fucking Twitch, like lame ass graphic shit. But uh, hey, no worries, man. I pre. Uh, you seriously have no idea how much that means to me, bro. Um, if you want me to freestyle rap later, I will do that for you. Um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Okay, so I'll I'll go into the improv games, but real quick, my buddies uh over at the Ice Cream Social Podcast uh are are doing a are doing a uh uh an improv show right now in Pittsburgh. So they they, they got flown out to Pittsburgh to go do an improv show and uh uh that's a big bulk of my audience actually is is has come from them, so it might be a lighter crowd on the Twitch on the Twitch uh for the time being. But uh I'm fine with that. Hey, you don't got to do anything for me. Just keep up the hard work and dope podcast. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a big part of my they're they're a big big part of my uh, uh, audience. They, they've been kind enough to to let me uh, perform with them and do all kinds of stuff. Let me see. Are they are they live right now? Are they live up on? Uh, let's see. Oh, they're they're not streaming it. Ah, oh, they're not streaming it. Lame sauce. Lame, lame, lame sauce. But uh, yeah, so these games, what are these games? Um, Biddy Biddy Bop The there's a person in the center of the circle their job is to get out of the circle of people. And the way that they do that is uh, very simply going up to one of the people, one of the individuals and saying Biddy Biddy Bop before the person outside in the circle can say Bop. So if they say Bop before they say Biddy Biddy Bop then uh, the person stays in the circle. So that's physically impossible to do. So here's the other wrinkle of the game: is that you can at any point, the person in the middle of the circle can say "bop," and if you say "bop," then you're not. Then the person in the circle doesn't say anything. So so you can either trick them into saying "bop," or you can go so fast so you basically go from one person to the bitty bitty bop, bitty bitty bop, bop, bitty bitty bop, bitty bitty bop, bitty bitty bop, 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 bitty bitty bop, bitty bitty bop, and like go back and forth um to try to confuse people enough to get to 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 get into the circle and it's so funny because it's so fun. What up tea lady? How you doing? What's the tea? Uh what's popping with me? I don't know. Mary popping? There there's not a good joke there. <laughs> there's not I thought there was a joke there. There's not. Um I got my bots all set up so I'm happy about that. Um if you would like to hear a joke from my son robot Bot Mukai then uh, you can type in uh, exclamation mark joke, and he will tell you a joke. Um, So let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else is going on? Uh, Why did Mickey Mouse take a trip into space? He wanted to find Pluto. Oh! Oh, boy. What has four wheels and flies? A garbage truck. Those are the worst fucking jokes. I gotta teach my son some better jokes. Better, gotta teach my robot son. Bot Mukai, everybody, Bot Mukai, give him a round, give him a round of applause. These are his first jokes. These are, they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners up front. Um. So anyway, <laughs> holy crap, these are great. I know, it's amazing. Kelstosaurus Rex. Why did Billy go out with a prune? Because he couldn't find a date. Oh man. Yeah, he's my son, but he's the one telling dad jokes um, I'm not much better with that Mary Poppins one Anyways, now's a good time to, to mention that if you're listening to this in your car And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Come on down to twitch.tv slash Mukai. Give me a follow, I'm trying to get to 200 followers by the end of the month um, So yeah, I have a lame joke, but it requires a bit of Korean language knowledge I have none of that, so I'm sorry, it will be lost on me, Nerdy Divin Nikki but anyways, that's Biddy Biddy Bop. Uh, uh, you're just basically trying to get people uh, out of the circle. And the trick to the game is that if you think too much, then you're giving everybody else in the circle time to think uh, and and outwit you in the middle of the circle. So the trick is to go so fast and, so, and not think about it so much that you completely uh, lose sight of it yourself, uh, of what you're saying, and you trick yourself in a way to trick everybody else. Um, it's just more fun to have energy too when you just when you're just running around bitty bitty bop bitty bitty bop bop bitty bitty bop bitty bitty bop bitty bitty bop bitty bitty bop 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 bitty bitty bop uh you know that's how you get people that's how you get people in the game and it's so funny because everybody laughs when somebody co- when somebody gets out they're like ah it like brings them back to to grade school or some shit because we were, we were all just laughing so much and the the big part of my my whole teaching of that was you know make sure to to not lose sight of the fun because we you know when we were kids we made up games all the time we would go and play and run around and and say okay let's make up this game and then you'd just make up a game with somebody and fucking play play a game that you just made up and it was never complicated there weren't all these rules but no one got too hung up on the rules and somewhere along the way we forgot how to play and we forgot how to laugh and that that makes us less confident it it, it forces us to we we try to outthink all of our problems now, and and because of that, we uh we 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 just it, it's it 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 forces us into a into a mode where we're more afraid of failing than we are of uh uh than we are having fun and trying to succeed. Um. So that is my current thing that I'm thinking about now. I I, I always am I'm always constantly thinking of. Of So many different like things that I can teach in my improv classes and my corporate trainings and all that stuff uh, and to the kids who I'm teaching improv to but mostly for them I'm just teaching them the basics of improv because it, it's theatrical and it's theatery. but when I go into like real life I'm always thinking of like how does improv how do I get deeper into improv impacting real life and um, that's one of my favorite things. Uh, so my current, my current thing that I'm just really obsessed with is, is how do we have fun? How, how do we have, uh, how do we have more fun? Because I think that that's the answer. I think that everybody says, oh, I, I'm not confident. Oh, I'm not, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm not good at thinking on my feet. Oh, this or that. And it's all an excuse. And the truth is that school, I've been just listening to a lot of people talk about the school system in America and it's like the school system didn't train us to the school system trained us to be afraid of failure and be afraid of coloring outside of the lines like that's the whole thing creativity in school was 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 looked down upon you know school taught us to to fear failure and to to that that failure is the worst thing that could possibly happen to us and that we will be punished if we fail school in in the and in, in going back even further in america we created the, the, the school system was created um, so that kids are so brave, not scared of failure at all. I admire that about children. Exactly. But the thing is, you were a child once and that that same principle is still inside of you. It's just been beaten out of you by years and years and years of people and and society saying, fuck you. You know, standardized testing. Exactly. No creativity. Burita, Burita Blanca. Love that name. It's exactly that, Barita Blanca. But you you nailed it on the head. It's it's standardized testing and all of this other shit. And the arts are looked down upon. And when whenever the economy is bad, the first thing to go is literally arts. Why is that? I wonder. It's because when school was created, uh, it was created uh, to to create to produce factory workers. That's exactly it. It was created to produce factory workers because back when they created this, the American standard school system of what we know it as today, um, they they were training kids to not want to fail because you didn't want to fail on a factory line, and that was back when those jobs were super important. Now we we've advanced beyond needing factory workers, and factory workers are getting cut out every day. You're you're, you're basically told these are the rules. You need you are dependent upon the rules. Um, if you, if you disobey the rules and you fail, if you fail, then you'll get laughed at. If you, if you fail, you get held back a grade and you have to do it over again. Um, it's almost 100 years. Nothing's changed. Exactly. Most of the schools are, are killing creativity machine and it doesn't seem to change for a while. remotely black tea lady, burrito Blanca, that's exactly what I'm saying. But the thing is that people aren't aware of this. And sometimes just being aware of the fact that the fun is being sucked out of us by, by society is enough for, for us to say, what can I do about that?" And the second that you say, "Oh well, what can I do about that?" you know th- that's the minute that we can actually be like, well, I don't know. let me see. And that's when we start encouraging people to be creative. And now the the huge thing and I mean dude, like like really I used to be so creative like it was crazy. I know, dude, remotely black exactly. We all did, but then we we hit puberty and it's uncool. It, there's a lot of factors. It's not just school. There's a lot of factors. You know, when you, when you, whenever you hit puberty, you're you're you want to fit in, and fitting in involves uh, a certain amount of of being what you think is normal, and being what you think is normal has has that own baggage to it too. And then you shed creativity and you shed uh, individuality for, for the sake of the whole, like. And this is the type of stuff that I talk about in in these classes. A lot of people always ask me, like, what, how the fuck does improv help people out with a job in corporate America? And I'm like, this is exactly it. In corporate America, everybody's afraid to fucking fail because they're afraid they're going to lose their fucking job. But I go in and I tell the CEOs, look, you can't be so worried about your bottom line that you're forsaking creativity and you're forsaking the possibility for something better to happen. All you're doing is putting band-aids on shit when really sometimes you need to actually take a whole fucking reform to something and recreate it. And that takes creativity and not being afraid of failing because if you're afraid too afraid of failure – then you're 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 really stifling and suffocating the amount of success that you ultimately could have and the potential for that fuck that's good damn what a that was a fire rant i lost viewers but damn <laughs> people were like fuck you i love school mm mm yeah only way to fix the problem is to increase importance of creative subjects or just don't go to school lol <laughs> I contribute the fear of failing creati- creatively. I know that three bits of K-pop choreo got talked into doing random dance shows. I did about seven dances poorly and backwards. I love saying I did so bad. My sister said I nailed it. You're your own worst critic and just doing things can help your confidence. Exactly. It's all about society trying to push perfection. Exactly. But why is society trying to push perfection? It's because it's because it, it, we're, we're, we're living on outdated thought processes which is that if you if you graduate, then you get a nice job at the factory and then and then you're set for life and you have a union job or whatever that that life doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist. So, you know, the market has has evolved past the point of of what the schools are teaching us. So it it's it's really interesting society. It's so hard on people, even worse on the young ones. It is. It is. But you know, you get through it. And I think that's uh, that's why I say to everybody like take an improv class no matter what you want to do. No matter what in life. I think improv is just a nice escape. It, at the very least, it allows you to to just live your fucking life and and have a little positivity, you know? Positivity and possibility. That's that's what improv teaches you. Society it's so hard on people, even worse than the young ones. We don't go to school to learn how to get a job. We go to school to learn. Right? Um, they don't, they don't teach like taxes. They don't teach like the way that your life is going to ultimately work after you get out of fucking school. So it's just like, isn't that crazy? Every person in America has to pay taxes, every person in America. So why isn't there, why isn't there a mandatory class that's teaching me? I I swear to God that I, I wish that there was a class that taught me taxes more than taught me fucking how to how to do fucking, you know, how, how to more than how to do chemistry, you know, um, dang, the sweet, sweet days. Corporate America feels feeds on insecurity. They want to mold you to their liking, assertiveness and creativity, something that isn't valued in many careers. It is. It isn't. That's a big thing. But that's why I that's why I do improv. That's why I try to teach improv. That's why I love improv is because it helped me break out of that mold and be different. I also, I was always very different. I was just, I've always been a very different human being. Okay, so how do we break that mindset? Um, Number one is just be aware that that exists. Number one is be aware that that exists. Um, Number two, how do be more specific remotely black. How do we break what mindset? The mindset of what? The mindset of of trying to fit in or the mindset, I've gone over about a thousand topics at this point. Um, so tell me exactly what type of mindset you're, you're hoping to break and I'll give you my best feeling on that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my improv answer to it. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, uh, man, it, it, it mindset of failure. Cause that stunts creative thinking. Exactly. Here's how you, here's how I believe my current, my current hypothesis on how to, Break the the mindset of failure is to uh, uh, keep going, keep doing things that put you in a position where you're probably going to fail. So self-awareness is a big one. Um, fuck, I'm going to turn off this thing because it's there's really no reason for you to hear all that. OK, um, self, self-awareness is, is number one. It's key. It's important. So just knowing that, that the fear of failure is stopping you and hindering you is number one. That's the big one. Knowing, knowing it is half the battle. G.I. Joe, that's exactly right. They were so right on that. Um, Knowing is half the battle. Number two, um, put yourself in positions where you're going to fail. Go do things where where you're going to fail. Go go try things. And it's a muscle. Everybody everybody thinks that that bravery and fearlessness are the same thing, but it's not. It's not the same fucking thing. It's another thing I go over in my classes. Fearlessness is not being afraid of something. Bravery, on the other hand, is defined. My fa- it's one of my favorite definitions of a word. Let's look it up. Let's look it up real quick. Bravery. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Or courage. No, bravery. Was it bravery? Courage. Courageous behavior of character. for Perfect. Okay. Courage. Fearlessness is not the same as courage. The ability to do something that frightens one. That is what courage is. Everybody thinks fearlessness and courage are the same thing when courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. That's not the same shit. Not being afraid of something is not the same as being afraid of something and doing it anyway. It's not the same thing. Having the power to do something that you're afraid to do. So that's what I would say. Figure out something that scares you. And I don't mean like something life-threatening. I mean like you're afraid of getting up in front of a crowd or, you, or you're you afraid of, you know, figuring out this or whatever. Yeah, the need to do it outweighs the fear. Go do something. Go do something courageous. Go do something. And, and courageous could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So that's another part of your self-awareness is figuring out exactly what you are afraid of and following the fear one of my one of my best improv coaches said follow the fear and uh, I didn't realize it at the time but what he was really telling me was that that the more that you go and try things that you might fail at the better you'll be at at being courageous that's exactly it um nerdy Diviniki. i think another thing is creativity is typically associated with arts how creative do you have to be to develop a light bulb cars that takes a creative mind even if you're more so creative with science and math over paint and drawing right i think that anything that requires any type of imagination is is an art form so i think cooking is an art form because you can learn how to use the cookbooks and all that stuff but at some point you start developing your own tricks your own little things that you do your own your own bag of skills and handy things. And then you maybe, you know, you, you, and and you do it like anything else, you know, when you improvise, you say yes. And all the time until you, until you get good enough at that. It's just saying yes. And, and that you fucking don't have to say the literal words anymore. And you just know how to, how to put it in. That's the equivalent of a chef reading the cookbook so many times and, and doing this, doing this thing by the book that's saying, then saying one day, A little garlic here. Oh, what if I put a little more butter in here? Oh, I wonder if I just did this. What if I just did this? Walker dude ninety eight sup with you? How you doing? Hope it's hope it's good. Hope you're hope you're doing okay. Um, man. So. So yeah, it to me to me, doing something over and over again, doing doing things that that frighten you. You know, trying one new thing a week. Trying one new thing a week. Maybe trying to maybe trying to to uh, pick up a girl. Right. Maybe trying to uh, if that frightens you, if that doesn't frighten you, then that's not the thing. Right. Maybe maybe trying to make a new friend. Right. Maybe maybe um, um, going and taking a pottery class. You know, I could fail tremendously at that. Why don't we try new things as a human race? We don't try new things because we're afraid of failure. It's deep inside of our bones and body. And understanding that is 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 so much of it. What about fear of success? Fear of success stems from a fear of failure. I think I think Southside Sandra. Fear of success, I think, still stems from a fear of failure. I don't. I don't. I, I believe that there is such a thing as a fear of success, but I I, I think most people have it disguised as a, it, and they just say I'm I'm afraid of succeeding. Because they're really too afraid to say that they're they're afraid of failure. I think that people have gotten smart about the way that they present it, I think that that's it. I think that people have gotten really smart about how they present what they say. and now we're our own biggest PR managers and we're on social media and all that stuff. So rather than people saying because people know that they can't say, I'm afraid of success, uh, I'm afraid of failure because they know that the next thing somebody's gonna say is,, uh, oh well, Like, go do something, you know, and then they have to face it. But me saying I have a fear of success, that means that I can hide behind that. And then people can be like, what? You're great and blah, blah, blah. I I, fear of success to me is closely tied in and tightly knit with fear of failure. And and it's it's such a distinct it's such a small distinction to me because I think that people are people who are if you just follow that line of thought, if you follow that line of logic to to another point, right? What are they afraid of? I'm afraid if you if you if you ask somebody, well, once you get your success, then what are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that I won't be able to produce it again. That's a fear of fucking failure. That's a fear of getting to a point that you you believe that you can't fucking get beyond and then failing once you hit the success. So ultimately, a fear of success to me is a free, is a fear of failure. What about confidence issues? Confidence issues? I, th- that's that's a different bag. It's different for everybody. But I think a lot of people, I think a ton of people would be more confident if they just got comfortable with failure. Cuz what what is it what is it about unconfident people? Well, I'm I'm mostly it comes down to fear. Fear of what? I'm afraid I'm going to look foolish. Foolish about what? I'm afraid I'm gonna say something stupid. Oh, so you're afraid that in a conversation you're going to say something that's going to fail, or you're going to try to say a joke that doesn't land. And then you you've failed. You've failed the conversation. I think so much of this we make it so complicated and called it so many different things, but people are so fucking wrapped up in trying to figure out the distinctions between the things that it, it breaks down to something simpler once we just realize it. So my question to you, Walker Dude98, is is what is the confidence issue? What is the confidence issue? Because usually it stems from fear, but I don't want to generalize it, right? Because sometimes a confidence issue doesn't stem from fear. I think most of the time it does in one form or another. But that's the question is what where does that confidence issue stem from? And that's where I would start. Well, why are you, when you say confidence, what do you mean? Do you mean the confidence to just have a conversation with a person or do you mean the confidence to get up on a stage and talk to a bunch of people into a microphone and do stand-up comedy you know what I mean sometimes it stems from people saying you're not good enough well that's that's a self that's a that's confidence issue that 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 stems back to self-awareness to me because if people are saying you're not good enough well then sometimes you just got to be like okay am I and then if you're not then you say I'm not but I'm I'm working at it so that I will be I'm working, like, what the fuck do you want me to do? I'm not good at this thing, so I'm working at it, and in my working, you know, fat people go to the gym, fat people go to the gym, you know, and what is somebody going to say? You're not good at that, and then when you're fat, you're just like, yeah, I fucking know, that's why I'm here, (laughs) problem solved, you can't listen to the the people, You you have to know what's good for you, you have to understand what's good for you is the thing. Because if somebody says, somebody says something, that, and that's, that's one of my great superpowers, I think. And somebody pointed this out to me. An acting coach pointed this out to me. We were in a room full of actors, and she pointed at me and said, you're special. And I was like, I don't, what? <laughs> and she was like, do you know what? You, the thing that you can do that nobody else in this room can do is I, there's nothing that I could tell you that you don't already know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Cool. I, and, and I sort of knew what she meant by that but self-awareness is the big thing if she had said to me you're not good at acting right I would have been like fuck you I've been acting I'm, I'm not good at this one thing but I'm good at these other things and if you don't think so then fuck you because I know so I, I, know, I know my own value I, I get that so it's like maybe doing something new like talking to a girl okay confidence issues with talking to a girl here's what you do go up to a girl any girl Try to strike up a conversation and just be present. Just listen. Just ask a question and listen. And then when after she says that, just try yes anding her. So that's improv, right? So you say, hey, you know, any any whatever setting it might be, right? Whatever setting it might be. So it's a party. So you're both at this party. So you say, oh, hey, what brings you to the party? What brings you here? Why are you here? You know, whatever whatever way you want to bring it in i don't i don't believe in like pre-thinking the problem is we all pre-think what we're going to fucking say right we all pre-think oh my gosh what if i say something stupid what if i but the truth is you got to get up you got to stop doing all of that and just understand that you might not be good at it the first few times that you try it the first few times that you try it you might and then what's the worst thing that's going to happen right Inside of our brains and our bodies, what the things that we fear, we have a predisposition from the caveman days for the things that we fear to be. Walker dude ninety eight, thanks for the follow, bro. Um, we have we we have this tendency to fear the fucking things that uh, your follow gives me strength. Um, you your we have a we have a tendency to to say okay. Um, I'm afraid of this and then because back in the caveman days when they said I'm afraid of this it meant death so we keep thinking oh god if if I walk up to a girl and I don't and I don't fucking say the right things or it ends badly or I'm awkward then it's death and it'll feel like death but guess what it's not fucking death. We evolved as a society beyond that, so there's not a fear of a fucking, you know, if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing in front of a saber-toothed tiger that's there, that's when it gets to be a fucking issue because then I'm in mortal danger. I'm not in mortal danger. All that's going to happen is I'm going to fucking say, oh man, well, that was awkward. Better try again next time. The only way you're going to get better at something is to just do it more. And the only way you're going to, the and, and that's why it's so important to, to to get to gain courage, to work your courage muscle is because the only way you're going to work your courage muscle into doing something and and getting better at something and trying something that you're not good at is if you get past the fear. And it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to suddenly wake up one day and be like, I don't fear anything. You're going to have fears. There's going to be fears for everybody. Some people don't, and that's wonderful. I have a ton. But I tackle them, and I get good at fucking tackling them. That's it. That's all. I, I've worked so hard at putting myself in position. I mean, I was afraid of taking this clown class, like, two weeks ago, and I think I was talking about it, and I fucking failed so hard. Like, the teacher had to, like, lash out at me because I was trying something, and I failed really fucking hard. But guess what? I, like, <laughs> that moment hurt, but I was I wasn't, I'm not like, oh, I'm not good at this. I just knew it was something new. Um... Are we afraid of failing because of the looks that we might get from other people or afraid, on, afraid of on a personal level, like feeling a deception? I think we're so afraid of what other people are going to say. I think that's it. I think too many people are too afraid of what people are going to say. What are people going to say? What are people going to think? And that comes from our parents because what did our fucking parents do? Our parents said, oh, my gosh, everybody's looking. So <laughs> let them fucking look. Let them fucking judge. If I'm doing what I do, why the fuck should anybody's opinion matter? If I'm going after my dreams, why the fuck should I why the fuck should I have to compromise my dream and what I love and what I think I, I, I am right for? Uh, Because somebody else doesn't think so. Like, you know what I mean? Like as a stand up comedian, I think that there are people that uh, don't have self-awareness and those people are, are, are always going to struggle for forever. But if I have the self-awareness to understand, oh, when I see somebody else kill it on a stage and I say, that guy fucking killed it, and then I go up on a stage and I don't do that, then I know, oh, okay, I didn't kill it, (laughs) right? I I didn't kill it. I didn't do it. Not tonight, but I'll get better at it. People are going to say, dude, I had somebody tell me like the third time or fourth or fifth time that I did an open mic, somebody literally looked me in the eye and said, you're not funny. And I was like, and after that, I'd like to, you know, it hurt. It hurt when I, literally, I was on stage and somebody in the middle of my act said, you're not funny. It was an open mic. It was a shitty saloon. But did I let that stop me and cripple me? No, because I was like, huh. I thought about it. I was like, I'm not funny. Like, I didn't get any laughs. And uh, uh, that's the whole reason why I'm at a fucking open mic is so that I can learn how to get laughs. And guess what? I kept going. And I didn't let that fear stop me. And I kept going and going and going. And then one day I fucking got good. I got I got progressively better. Um there's a video kind of pertaining to this. It's it's kind of by Nathan Zed. Ill I'll link it to you later, Brent. Thanks, man. Yeah, link it to me. It seems like if you mess up in any way, you get judged, as if everyone's perfect. Exactly my fucking point. Exactly my fucking point. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. So the whole, so, so really here's the question is if nobody's perfect, why the fuck are we going around worrying about judgment? Well, well, I'll let you answer that for a second. And I'll tell you the answer. Here's the answer. It's because you are judging other people. If you're afraid of being judged, there's a good reason. There's a good possibility that you're out there judging other people. Because the thing is, when you judge other people, Then you start then you start worrying that people are going to be saying the types of things that you say about them, about you. If you don't judge other people, you're not going to be worried about being judged. You're just not. You can't judge other people. I mean, and and, and when I say I'm I'm making it sound simple, right, I'm making it sound very simple, but I do it, too. I'm not I'm not perfect. There are some people that I'm just like, "Mm, I, I judge this person as this. But at the end of the day, it's like, what the fuck do I know? One thing could change my entire mind. One thing could change my entire mind. Why am I sitting there judging people, you know? Um, You're so positive, man. I love it. Well, I mean, dude, this isn't, I want to make it very clear to you all that this was learned. This wasn't something that I had. When I was a kid, I thought, I'll get real dark. I'll get real dark here. When I was a kid, I wanted to fucking kill myself. That's true. That's honest. That's not, and it's not pretty. Uh, uh, my parents my parents got divorced when I was real young uh, when or no, my parents got divorced when I was like 11, which is pretty young. but the problem was that they were fighting all the time up until the point that I was 11. And uh, the the thing is like they were fighting all of the time and guess what they were fighting about? They were fighting about me. They were fighting about me the whole fucking time. So as a child, Right. Your parents are fighting and you keep hearing them screaming at each other about you. So then what do you what does your brain go to? Your brain goes, oh, they're fighting about me. And if I didn't exist, then uh, if I didn't exist, then uh, uh, then then they wouldn't be fighting and they'd be happy. Now, as an adult, you take a step back and you say, no, if you didn't exist, They'd still be fucking fighting about anything else. They'd be fighting about something. They'd always be fighting because they're just not a good fit and they should get a divorce, right? But uh, I didn't. I didn't have that as a kid, so I. I was like, fuck. I wish I wasn't alive. Literally, I. I. I as a child, it. I, I was like nine. I was like, oh no, even earlier. I would think I was like seven, and I told. I, I literally. I said to my parents, um, "I wish I didn't exist because everybody would be happier without me." And that's dark, dude. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, "Fuck, this is dark." But, it, but I, but it's to my point, which is this: uh, I grew up in in circumstances that that drowned out positivity, that that kept me in negativity, that really fucked me over, um, and 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 really, it, life came in and just punched me square in the fucking face when I was a child. And I had a choice to either, you know, um, figure out and and and, you know, figure out that that life would get better, which I gambled on. I bet on. I said, you know what? I, I bet that life will be fucking better one day when I'm older and it won't be this. And I worked towards that. And some people fucking fold when they're a kid. And it's tough when you get punched in the face as a kid. I know some people who've had really fucked up lives. Um, and it's tough because it's like, well, when I was a kid, I got traumatized by this or that. And it's like, well, that's tough because it's like, how much can you, but I have so much empathy for people like that. So I'm not even judging them. You know, I, I avoid judgment because it's like, fuck, like I try, I try my best to avoid the judgment. Let's see what people are saying. Um, for the talking to a girl thing, a good formula would be listening, face the person, eye contact, lean forward, open posture, relax. Exactly. And you relax by by just being present. Um, dang. Isn't that called the imaginary audience in psychology? Yeah, that exactly is. Uh, My mom drove me into the idealism of care. What people think up until the age of 15. I really didn't care what people thought. Exactly. People, people teach us judgment. People teach us to judge. That's the thing. Judging others uh, uh, is something that we that it's a learned fucking thing. It's a learned. It's a learned behavior. You know, we as children, we see people that are like talking behind other people's backs and you you assume, oh, that's something that people do. So then you start talking about other people. If you look at kids, they're just fucking honest. They're just honest and present. And it's annoying as fuck sometimes (laughs) because it's like, look at the sky. It's blue. Oh, my God. Look, that's a this is a bug. Oh, look at this. They just they don't care because it's they're just honest and, and innocent. And that's the thing. We lose that at some point. But why do we lose it is the question. We lose it because we fucking start caring about what other people think because we start caring about other people and start judging them, but the truth is like you you're the one who's in your head being judged by everybody. You're the one who's in your head, you're judging your judgment. If you judge others, you will have no power over fearing being judged by them. I think I think that's the answer. I'm no psychologist don't, don't, don't put me down as Brent Mukai PhD. But if if improvs taught me anything, it's that you, you fucking figure out the, you, you, you get to a certain point in life where you figure out how to get past the judgment or you get consumed by it. And I think that not enough people realize it. Um, Brent is helping me for real. I struggle with this shit, self-confidence failure. I have no self-esteem or belief, even though people tell me I'm dope. Well, listen to those motherfucking people. Listen to those people. You're already in a spot where 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 you have good positivity around you? Those people should be your fucking life, dude. Those people should be your fucking life. If they're keeping it real, like don't don't the the, the problem is on the other side of it. You don't want yes men around you, right? You don't want people who are always going to tell you that you're dope as fuck. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't want somebody you don't you don't want to cuz and that's the fine balance we live in. Is the fine balance between confidence and overconfidence. Great Dane, what up, dude? How you doing? Meaning to hop in one of these. I'm glad that you joined me. I'm talking about improv, I'm talking about confidence, talking about I don't it's just a shit ton of stuff. I'm talking about some real shit today. I'm getting real, real deep. I know a kid who tells me she has a crush on 75 boys. Not the best thing to be confident about, but she says it out loud and proud to me. Like, I hope one day she can prioritize more than boys, but I hope she can keep that level of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Or you end up doing an oopsie like Logan Paul. Right. Right. Like Logan Paul. And and that's my thing. Like, you know, 10 years ago, even like I would have judged the fuck out of Logan Paul fuck that even five years ago i would have judged the fuck out of logan paul but I, mean, I i think i did judge the fuck out of logan Paul. I was like look at this idiot <laughs> but now i'm like he's just a dude trying to trying to make money and do his thing that's it he's just a dude trying to make money and do his fucking thing and he's young he's so fucking young he's like 22 23 it's like do you know how dumb i was at 22 23 really fucking dumb But I had the, I had, I even at 22, 23, I I knew I was like, oh, I'm really fucking dumb though. (laughs) But that's the thing. Everybody thinks that when I talk about, when I talk about, um, um, everybody thinks that when I, when I put myself down or say something about myself, that's not positive that I, that I'm putting myself down, but I'm not, I'm just keeping it real. Like if I tell you like oh uh, I suck at remembering things I'm not trying to put myself down all I'm saying is I fucking know <laughs> like I'm trying I'm trying to give you an insight into my own self awareness um, <laughs> I don't even know seventy five boys that's funny burrito blanca Walker dude ninety eight if if noticed I'm in a group of kids that are kind of popular and what I've noticed in the group if one of the kids in the group messes up we laugh it off but if someone else But if it's someone else, I get destroyed with hate and it makes me sick, but I can't say anything. I get judged. It's sad. Um, Let's see. If noticed, if noticed, I'm in a group of kids, I've noticed that in a group of kids that are kind of popular, I've noticed I'm in a group of kids that are kind of popular. And what I've noticed in the group is if one of the kids in the group messes up, we laugh it off. One of the kids, but if it's someone else, they get destroyed with hate it makes me sick but I can't say anything I get judged it's sad man we're so we're so driven right our behavior maps so much to the people that we hang out with there's an old saying that uh you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most and walker dude 98 I would I would seriously I would ask the question are these people really people that I want to fucking be around if I if I'm afraid of you know If you feel like there's a lot of hate being spread around that, that's not anybody I want in my fucking life, for sure. Like, that's not somebody, like, I I either keep that person at a distance, or I cut them out of my life altogether. If all, if all, if everything that I say that comes out of your mouth is hatred, or sadness, or whatever, but it's also tough. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that 98 is the year that you were born, so that means that you're what, like... 20 you're like 21 or whatever like uh and if not if you're even younger and you're in high school like that that's a tough age but i i think you got to you got to keep on finding the people that are going to be positive influences in your life um you had that self-awareness lol i had the self-awareness because at one point in my life i had to i had to figure out if i wanted to fucking live or not <laughs> it, it this came from dark shit it, it, this came from really, really dark shit and really, really dark places. Um, but here's the here's the deal: everybody gets punched in the face at some point by life. Everybody. And the I I I think that if it happens when you're a child, you you grow up knowing how to fight back and really fucking you know live through life and you can get through anything. I think people with a tough childhood are the ones who end up thriving. Uh, people that don't get hit in the face until they're like 35. I feel bad for those people. It's tougher. It's tougher to have that self-awareness then. Um sorry for spelling. It's okay. Revelation. I didn't care until my bros started being judgy. Whoa. Exactly, dude. You don't you don't you don't give a fuck about it until somebody close to you starts judging you, but it's like do you understand that when people judge you, all they're really doing is judging themselves? I'll let that sink in like when and this is what my boy Gary Vaynerchuk, my favorite fucking guy of all time. I, I watch him and consume content from this guy almost daily. He's such a positive guy. If you if you go listen to him, go go check him out because he, he's worth it. But um, but, dude, uh, uh Gary, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I, I love watching his stuff. He's resonated with a lot of stuff that I've believed for forever. But he always says that if, if you judge others that if you fear judgment, you're—it's you're, your own judgment that you're afraid of, because we judge, we judge as human beings, and it's like it's not fair. Who the fuck am I? I don't know who you are. I don't know what your life is. I don't know what the fu- you know. I could easily, I could easily, Walker dude, ninety eight. You could say this very vulnerable, very, very uh, uh, well thought out thing about all of these kids, and I could sit here and be like, well, you you gotta f- well obviously you're just not fucking. Confident, but it's not that I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it um, because I'm not judging you like I've been there. You know, empathy helps you stop judging because the second that you have the empathy to say, I wonder what what this person might be going through in their lives. That helps that will that will maybe um, I wonder what this person is going through in their lives that that is making them act this way. The second that you start asking that and questioning that is the second that you're like, wow, it, it opens up a lot of doors. you know. It's the same thing. So so imagine this. Imagine imagine for a second you're driving your car, right, because this is the most common one. Imagine you're driving your car and somebody completely cuts you off and breaks in front of you and does something really dumb, right? And then you follow them to the same place that you're going to. You get out of the car and you realize that it's a 16-year-old girl and her dad is screaming at her from the passenger seat calling her an idiot or whatever um because she did something because she she wasn't driving well and then you're like oh well she's a fucking new driver so obviously she you know what I mean like like the empathy part of that so when somebody cuts me off or somebody does something I just assume I just assume the best I, I hope for the best I hope you know Maybe it's somebody older and their reflexes were bad or maybe it's a tourist and they don't know how to fucking drive around the town or they 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 had a wrong cutoff. Or maybe it's maybe it's a new driver or maybe it, it could be any number of things uh, in the car is where it's the hardest for me to be empathetic because sometimes people do something so dumb. I'll be like, oh, what the fuck. But then I'll, the next slide in my brain will be like, hold on, hold on. What if this was somebody? What if this was somebody that I knew? What if this was somebody that I know? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I do. I, I try to I try my best to get out of out of my own brain of this is oh, me. How how could they do this to me and get into their brain and be like, well, what might this person be going through? Um. But yeah, dude, Calstasaurus Rex, though, yeah, you, you, you don't you, you don't care until until everybody else starts telling you to care. Um, be careful of the company you keep because slowly you start to assimilate and become like them. Exactly. Exactly. My fucking point. Um, at Calciusaurus Rex. Yeah. I started to lose more confidence when my parents kept bugging me to join activities. My older sister was in. Oh dude. Yeah. That'll always kill your, that'll always kill your self esteem too is when, when people try to compare you to other people. Like that's always tough. Most kids in group are cool, but the rest I stay away from. Good Walker dude, 98. That sounds good. I mean, that's, you know, you you know, you know, if you're noticing that, then you'll notice that. And the thing is, you it's hard for me to judge those people because maybe they are just at a point in their lives where they think that hating people is like the cool thing to do. When ultimately it's not all, all you do when you hate people is invite hate. I believe that with all my heart, 100 percent when you hate somebody and you, you, you you're fucking like, oh, I hate you, you know. Like all you're doing is inviting more hate and it's better to be kind. And I used to think that showing kindness to people that, that hate was a weakness. I used to think, oh, I'm too nice. But now I realize, no, 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 no. The nice guys win. Nice people win in the end. It's the motherfuckers who have hate in their heart and are bitter. They, they Hatred ends up destroying you from the inside. So the people who, who go and hate, they slowly lose all the people that are around them. And that hate... Slowly starts to consume them. And then the the less people that they're around them, the more that they hate. And then and really hate hate of another human being stems from a hatred of yourself, I think. I think if you're willing to hate another person, it's because somewhere deep down you really hate yourself. Trends are bull carp, I know. Um let's see, what are, what are other people saying? Completely agree with tough childhood and hardiness. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you a tough ch- a tough childhood and you get through it like you come out the other end stronger. Uh yeah, just to just look at Naruto. People judged him straight from birth and he used people's hatred to fuel his greatness. I watched Naruto, I I I really uh I really related because I was a hyper kid, a uh, problem child and I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people relate to that. Um uh let's see. If your VO job fails, you could seriously be a counselor. Well, it's not going to fail. <laughs> it's not going to fail. I so agree with the self-hatred. I agree too. I feel sorry for people who hate so much, but I get angry at them too. Empathy issues. LOL. I know it's hard. Not, it's hard to let go of that hate. It's hard to let go of that hate, but like, understand this. I was talking about status work. This is an acting and an improv status work. If you don't know is high status, low status. And people always think, oh, high status means that you're like a king or you're like a billionaire. And they always think of status as as like a position or a job. But that's not it. Status is in relation to your relationship. So status is a relationship to relationship. Uh, it's not Jamba Juice Remotely Black. It is, uh, uh, I, I basically do a diet orange soda and put some uh, cream in it. So it, it's... It's like a keto. It's like a keto snack for me. It's like a keto shake almost. Um, you got some Thai tea bobo over there? No, no, I wish. Um, um, what was I saying? Status work. Status work. So, so it's not. It's not. It's not a person's literal status in life. It's not because we think of status and we think of like, oh, it relates to how much money you have or how much power you have or whatever. That's not it. Status work is this. It's it's how people relate. In a relationship, and some people are high. Some people are high status. Some people are low status, right? And it's never the same thing. Nobody's ever one of these things, but we're always trying to do one of these things, right? So the idea is, uh, what is what is high status? High status people are always trying their best to take away status from other people or heighten their own status. So if you are high status, then the way that you relate to other people is you try to take away their status. So I try to either take away their status or heighten my own. So I either buy a bunch of jewelry, give myself a cool nickname, say oh I'm the best, you know, I'm the best at this and brag. That would be like heightening my own status. Certain examples of heightening my own status. Lowering somebody's status is insulting them or putting them down or bullying them. That's where that's where that's where taking away another person's status is, right? So, so then I'm saying, okay, cool, I'm taking away your status, you look ugly, or you look fat, or you look whatever, right? And then low-status people do the opposite. They're either always trying to heighten somebody else's status or lower their own status. So uh, comedians all the time will do self-deprecating jokes. Any self-deprecating joke, that, that's me lowering my own status. Um, and then uh, uh, me heightening, you know, me, me heightening somebody else is complimenting somebody or doing something. And we do all these things because we want certain things. And some of these things are bad. Some of these things are good. Um, and I don't like to judge the things that we want, right? Uh, but but that's when we use high status or low status, right? We use low status when it's like, oh, my gosh, you look so pretty today. Hey, but can I borrow $20? That's the, that's the one that I always use. Or uh, I, I want to be complimented, right? That's what I want. So then I say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking real ugly today. <laughs> like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not as good as you. And then what do people say? Oh yes, you are. Right. So that's low status, high status people, the people that are high status that are always trying to take other people's statuses away, uh, uh, and, and live in hate and do all that stuff and, and really, really try to put other people down and all that shit here. Here's something that will blow your mind and might, might take, um, might completely, uh, uh, give you an empathy blast for these people uh it, it, and here's the thing you you say that that's so sad tea lady when i talk about when i talk about the idea of um um of somebody who would have the gall to take away somebody's status but here's the real sad part is that people who are trying really hard to have high status are the ones who feel the worst about themselves the people who are willing to bully others are the ones who typically get bullied at home there's like Statistics and all types of shit done that like if you if you are if you are an abused child, you, you have a higher tendency to become a bully. Why? Why is that? Well, because you're fucking getting bullied at home and you have no power and you feel helpless. So then what do you do? You try to heighten your own status. You try to take away other people's status. You try to you try your best to fucking do that. That's it. That's a big motivator. That's a big motivator for people who are. Living in hatred or whatever, are the people who feel like they have no control over their lives and they don't know what to fucking do about it. Man, it's like a cycle shit. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. You know, hatred begets hatred. Revenge begets revenge. All of that shit. Um It's it it seriously is like like so the next time that somebody is like hating on somebody or doing something like that. You got to understand that that's not coming for that's not that's not a normal. That's not the normal mode. (laughs) People feel like shit. People feel like shit. And so instead of doing something about it themselves, they 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 want to just hate or they want to just say something or they want to just let it out some way in some shape or form. You know, it's 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 crazy. That's why the phrase break the cycle is so important and really fucking hard. It is. But you know how we do it? We listen. We have empathy. That's it. That's what I teach in improv. That's that's to, to bring it all the way f- back, full circle. That's that's all that I fucking preach is listening and empathy. Listening, empathy, self-awareness. Yes and. Uh, how do we get more empathetic? We listen. How do we listen? We be present. How do we be present? We sit there and we we try not to overthink things, you know? Um uh it, it, it's it's does not get more complicated than that. The, 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 the thing is the, the solution isn't, isn't complex, but that doesn't mean that the solution is easy. You know, something, something, you know, the, how, how do we, how do I be a better human being? How do how do I get better at communication? Easy. Just listen more, listen to other people and, and fucking empathize with them. How do I empathize with them? Well, start by really fucking hearing what another human being says and really trying to hear them out. Really try to understand where another person is coming from. Um, People always feel bad for the person who's low status. You know what I mean? But uh, people always feel bad for the person who gets bullied. But what, what commonly gets thrown under the rug too is that I also feel bad for the bully because there's a reason why they're fucking doing that and it's not a good reason. There's not... Nobody just wakes up one day and says, I want to bully somebody for fun. Nobody's doing that just for fun. And as somebody who got bullied, because I fucking look like this, obviously I got bullied. Uh, I got bullied and... Uh, I now have empathy for those people who did bully me. That's tough. Brewer boy. Oh, you give me strength. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Um, Joke. Why can't your nose be 12 inches long? Because it would be a foot. Ha, ha, ha. Blanca. Yeah, dude. My my robot son, Bot Mukai, gives some good jokes. Uh, some good advice here. Take note. Well... Uh, everybody, I I couldn't even get to my Twitter news. I couldn't get to all that shit. It's it's dude, this has been crazy. I've spent an hour. I've spent an hour talking about all of this crazy stuff. I don't I don't usually bring my improv stuff in this much depth. If you if you found any type of of value in this, if you liked this. Podcast. If you're listening to this on your run or in your car on your long commute or uh, uh, while you are cleaning your room or whatever, like um, thank you for consuming this. But also what I would like to ask is if you enjoyed this and want more of this improv talk and, and you know, some improv wisdoms. That I have and stuff that I go over and, and teach people how to communicate better and have more empathy and all that shit. Then let me know and I'll talk a little more about this stuff. Um, good stuff, Brent. Thank you, Southside Sandra. Uh, I have a lot of editing material here. Once I get to, it'll be a great one to edit. Thank you so much, Nerdy Diva Nikki. Also, Nerdy Diva Nikki, for all of you who don't know, uh, she's fucking she is awesome and she clips a lot of a, a lot of this stuff that I'm, I'm going to be releasing shortly. I've, I've been collecting a database of. Um, of clips from this podcast that I will, that I will soon distribute. So, uh, dude 98 um, th- Hey, thanks, man. Thank you for, uh, joining me today. I hope you got something out of it. Um, but yeah, I will be back Wednesday. Um, actually I will, I will be back Sunday. I will be back Sunday on here to, uh, play a game. I got, I got a free game, which is pretty cool from the company, uh, that I worked for. Just recently for the video game company that I I worked for recently, they gave me a free key to a game uh, that it's not the game that I'm in, but uh, I'm excited. I'll be playing it Sunday. Um, so thanks so much, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast, then please subscribe, please, uh, 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 please follow on. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Brent Mukai, if you'd like to get in on the conversation. I always fucking love having people here. It is my favorite fucking thing in the entire fucking world. It's just hanging out and talking, shooting the shit. Like, I never would have had this brilliant conversation um, had you not all been here. So thank you so much. Nerdy Diva Nikki, off topic, telling my friend to watch this. She said you seem pretty good at being grateful. You were asking about gratitude a few podcasts ago. It's cool that she can see that after you replied to her maybe twice on Twitter. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's really cool. Well, uh, thank you, everybody who joined me. Nerdy Diva Nikki, uh, Banana Man, burita Blanca, Commander Root, Kelstosaurus Rex, uh, Remotely Black, Southside Sandra, T-Lady, d V&K, Virgo Pros, WalkerDude98. Um, uh, loving this real talk chat. Well, good, because you're going to get more of it. Thank you to all the listeners, all the watchers, all, all everybody on Twitch. please join me on the Twitch. I love having people inside and um, I'm trying to get to 200 followers by the end of May. So if you know somebody who might enjoy this podcast, then fucking tell them to follow. Tell them that you enjoyed this. Tell them what you got out of it or, or whatever just I mean tell them that I'm the handsomest man alive if it gets if it gets them to get here to get this good fucking talk. Because this is what people need Alright, my name is Brent Mukai, voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer I gotta go teach A a voice acting class Right now, literally I, I'm running late uh, I love having people inside <laughs> Kelsey Source Rex, thank you so much uh, Peace out Have a good one everybody uh, I, I love you all uh, So, so much And here is my theme song As soon as I set it up uh, Bang, here we go You're welcome, Remotely Black. I, uh, hey, if anything, you change your own life. I'm not about to change your life. I'm about to help you change your own life, bro. So, uh, uh, I'll I'll see you all uh, Wednesday. Take it easy. Thank you. Good night.